Hello, Tyndale community. Today is two days after Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday was called the most uncommon Easter of our time by Dan Ryland and the first digital Easter in history by Carrie Newoff. Most of us worshiped online instead of gathering in houses of worship. We are now adjusting to this new normal at Tyndale, our instructors exited the four walls of the classroom and taught classes online. Many like myself, teaching online for the first time. Students took classes online and many staff worked from home. Kevin Livingston spoke about anxiety and worry with our current COVID-19 situation. What word or phrase would you describe how you're feeling? Maybe you could use an emoji. My word is adjusting. Frankly, I have not taught or taken an online course, unlike many of you. For many of us, our hard is hard. Working from home, loss of job, restriction and movements, our Tyndale president, Dr. Gary Nelson, wrote, leading in disorienting times, navigating church and organizational change in 2015. And that's an apt description, isn't it? Disorienting times. The Apostle Paul also lived in disorienting times. He wrote to a church that was pulled by Gnosticism that teaching that denied Jesus rose from the dead. In Colossians, he addresses this, this uh, teaching. And our focus of uh, scripture is from Colossians 3, 1 to 4, and I'll read it in the New International Version. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, you will appear with him in glory. Here we see that um, there is a past, uh, a present, and future aspects of the uh, teaching of the Apostle Paul. It's just remember when we used to take the ferry over to Center Island. And uh, if you were on the boat, you could look behind you and see as you were heading over to Center Island, uh, the CN Tower that was quite high in the sky. You could see the Rogers Center where the Blue Jays played. And uh, you could see the skyline. That's the past behind you. You could look around you and see the people, the children, those that are bringing the picnic baskets and things over to the island. Uh, alongside of you could be those seagulls that are uh, following that boat across the, uh, the water. And then your goal or destination, the future, on the other side, where you would have on Center Island, 
those activities that you can uh, be involved in. And so the Apostle Paul as well, he looks at the believers in relationship to Christ, our past, our present, and our future. Our past, we are dead and resurrected with Christ. In the book of Colossians, he focuses on the supremacy of Christ and uh, also this aspect that Christ is above all. And so no wonder he talks about this resurrection aspect that we celebrate at this time of Easter. Looking at our past, that we have died and we have resurrected with Christ. In some of our traditions, like my own, we have baptism by immersion. And that means that we bring the candidate into the water and they go completely under the water uh, and then they are brought out. I haven't lost anybody yet, but that aspect, and I make sure that they go completely under the water as they uh, are go through these waters of baptism. And what does that represent? That Christ, we died with Christ and we were buried. And as we come out, we are, we are resurrected uh, with Christ. And so this is the aspect of we are in this passage, we, it's a focus on the aspect of we have died and been resurrected with Christ. It's in the past, in history, but as we have died, uh, as Christ has died, we have died with him. And uh, they call this the co-crucifixion, and uh, also we call this the co-resurrection with Christ. Follow this carefully, what I've heard. If your great-grandfather had died when he was three years old, where would you be? You would have died with him, not been born. Your experience is bound up with him. And in the same way, when Christ died, we died with him. We often memorize Galatians 2.20. I'm crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives with me, in me, and the life that I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Yes, we are bound up in Christ, but it doesn't mean that our life ends, just like Christ. He died. We consider that the Good Friday message in the tomb, that holy Saturday, and then that resurrection Sunday when he arose. And this is the aspect that's talked about in a number of passages like Romans 6, where we are have died uh, and resurrected with Christ. Remember uh, Romans 7, that talks about the struggle that each of us face in relationship with our own selves, our own struggles. Is, is that the believer's life or Paul's pre-conversion life? Well, certainly there are aspects of both of those, aren't there? But uh, we know that the struggle and the I is, is prominent in chapter 7 before he gets to chapter 8, in which he's set free in relationship to living in the life of the resurrection 
and uh, with the Holy Spirit's uh, active involvement. And so we see that uh, we have died and uh, we have been resurrected with Christ. Now, when we think about the past, that's not always so pleasant. I don't know about you, but during this time of isolation, quarantine, it's difficult. I often encourage my students and ask and warn the students that when you're alone or you're exploring your spirituality, it, it's going into the deeper life. It's exploring a bit of our past and who we are. It's the inward aspects. And that's hard, isn't it? <clears throat> when you see yourself that closely in the mirror, you see all the blemishes. You see all the the sins and the struggles that you have. That's important that you are struggling, that you are developing this aspect of, of working through a number of different things. Many people today are have been uh, working through a book called Life Together by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Interestingly enough, it, it's a focus on community, which is his first chapter. But in chapter two, he talks about life together, this aspect of, of time with others. And that's community, isn't it? Whether it's a virtual online community or a physical community like we used to have uh, in church or fellowship groups. But what we're looking at is not only experiencing community, and that's important, but his next chapter is that time alone, not only time with others, but time alone. And that's personal reflection, that's solitude, that is helping us to understand ourselves in relationship to Christ, but experiencing this, this new life. <laughs> so many of us have been forced to slow down, to come face to face with ourselves and with God, often confined by four walls of a house or apartment. I'm more of an extrovert, and it's difficult to be confined at home. I can get out for individually or with my wife for sometimes to, to go out, but it is difficult. You don't have those same activities, particularly uh, with people, with my students, with uh, church people, but it's important. It's to reflect on our past and who we are, particularly in Christ. And now we seem to have more time to uh, get into the scriptures and pray and, and reflect a lot more, and that's important. And so that is our past, that we have a life that is, uh, we are crucified and we are resurrected with Christ. More of a past, but it's also relationship to our position. Then in the present, uh, our present is heavenly living on earth. The aspect that <clears throat> we died and were resurrected with Christ, but we struggle to live out our Christian life. We face temptations. We're tempted to cheat on our exam. We get angry when we get cut off. We we see cars in somebody else's driveway and we uh, we shame them. And we have difficulty practicing this 
social distance, what somebody called to be a, a hockey stick apart. <laughs> I like that Canadian analogy. And so it is a struggle, and, and it's good that we struggle, isn't it? But the emphasis here is to set your hearts on things above, not on the earthly things. It, literally, it means to seek, like Matthew 6.33, that we seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. The emphasis on setting our hearts, setting our attention, our mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Uh, of course, things on the earth are important. Aren't we surprised how things became more important? Before it was the cell phone, it might have been the new car or or the something else that was so important to us. But what's important now? It's like toilet paper and other items like milk and eggs and other things. We are getting to the heart of things, aren't we? As we think about what is important. And that's important to think through. What is important uh, for our lives at this time? What are the necessities of life that we need and uh, that are important to us. Relationships, connecting through Zoom and with other uh, means. And yet it is hard. Um, a few people were telling me that they were on three Zoom calls that day. It's tiring. Someone else said that, um, you know, I'm tired of looking my, at my own face and hearing my own voice. <laughs> on all of these calls, that's important too, to think through of the things that we're going to, the things that we're adjusting in this quote-unquote uh, new normal. But we're called upon to start thinking in a different way, to start thinking more creatively. Uh, people are looking at you know home baking and activities for children at home. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, my granddaughter, they baked Fruit Loops cupcakes at home. No, it, they didn't put the Fruit Loops on the top of the cupcake. They baked it in the cupcake. And I've never seen that before or heard of that before when I saw the pictures. <laughs> this is some new creativity that we're having. But we're thinking out of the box. We're thinking new ways of doing things. Churches and pastors are uh, thrust online and thinking about how do we communicate and connect with others. So important <laughs> that we can't depend on those old methods, the tried and the true. We're thrown for a loop, but we're looking God, aren't we? We're depending upon God on what is God's direction as opposed to our own direction. And it is good. It causes us to be more dependent on the Lord, to be looking up to the Lord for wisdom and guidance and strength. Following our passage, uh, the Apostle Paul talks about taking off the old and putting on the new to dispense with those vices and to attain more of the virtues of our spiritual life. Just like when a person has 
their clothing that are that is soiled or they think that there might be a virus on it. They dispense of those. They put them into the washer. They try to get things taken care of. <laughs> Have you ever played paintball before? <clears throat> I've done that with some of our students. That is a, a challenge. You get completely covered with paint residue. And you don't bring that into the house. You have to dispense with those garments. Get them into the washer. And put on the new garments. And the Apostle Paul loves that analogy of taking off and putting on the old life and putting on the new life. Frankly, during this difficult time, it brings out the best and the worst of people. The worst in terms of people that are speeding because there's less traffic on the highway. Maybe getting more tense with other people and testy. On the other hand, there's been some wonderful stories of people that are helping out others, checking in on others, sharing online some of their good stories and, and some of the things that the products that they have with others. There are many good, wonderful stories. And we as believers need to be part of those stories of sharing the good news of Christ, the good news of, of what Christ can do and, and how we can be empowered to assist others in their needs. Uh, at all times, we're called upon to be those type of people. But I, I, we do see that we need to put off and we need to put on those good aspects of our life. And then we need to also look to our future, our life with Christ. This passage encourages us, when Christ, who is our life, appears, then we will also appear with him in glory. A wonderful expectation of the future. I think all of us are looking for the, at the future. We're looking for the time that we'll be out of quarantine, when things will be back to normal, but it will be again a new normal. But we're preparing for the future. We're thinking about places we want to travel. We're, we want to look up those restaurants that we love to sit down in and eat. We're preparing for people we want to see. I know of weddings that have been postponed and other plans that are being made. Our, our students that want to experience a graduation ceremony, so many things that we want to look forward to. But it's coming. That's the hope we have based on the resurrection, but based on the hope that we have in Christ, that we can look up and look toward the Lord so that we keep looking up. That's the aspect. We miss our Tyndale Chapel, don't we? But every time I walk into the chapel, you look up. It's unlike some of the churches today, which look more like warehouses and very practical. But our chapel, with all of its history, you look up. <clears throat> you look to the front, and it's it may be a worship team, it may be a, a preacher, but they look very small in relationship to the height of our chapel. <clears throat> it's important to have that aspect, that we look up to the Lord in relationship to our life and the Lord's coming in the future. That's something to look forward to, like our chapel causing us to look up.
A morning, a couple of mornings ago, I was up early uh, looking to see whether there would be a, a wonderful sunset. But as I looked up into the sky, there was the moon. It wasn't a completely full moon. It was actually a, a little bit distorted, it seemed like. But you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me look like an egg. And you could see that on my social media under Daniel L. Wong uh, about that picture of the moon that I just took with a handheld camera and, uh, and shot. But if I didn't look up, I wouldn't have experienced that beautiful picture. <laughs> you know what it's like. We're, we're kind of looking down around us. We're, we have anxiety. We have worries about the things that are going on around us. <laughs> we got to stay distant from other people so that, you know, we're not infected. Those are all important things. Looking down that we don't step on something. We don't, we're looking around. But I encourage us to continue to look up to the Lord, that we live out this resurrection life every single day, putting aside those evil practices that we're tempted to fall into. We're drawing from God's strength and the strength of the Holy Spirit to be able to uh, live with the virtues of life as as you look into the latter part of Colossians. It's a wonderful day. It's a post-resurrection day that we can live because Christ lives, we can live. And I encourage you again that we do some personal reflection. It's hard going inward, but come out with the love and the grace of God. Experience the Lord, the living Lord, and as we move forward through this time of pandemic, of COVID-19, we have hope. We have hope with, the, based on the resurrection of Christ, based on the Lord's coming soon for us. And we live out our life in relationship to others, uh, family, neighbors, classmates, colleagues, Remember those that are outside of the church body, a faithful life, a life that is led by God. Thank you very much.